leadership is a topic that I help fit pros with in gym owners all over the world, but a lot of gym owners and personal trainers don't realize how soon they need to be learning leadership because a lot of them will say, I don't need to learn leadership yet because I don't yet have a team to lead. But the truth is, we all need to learn leadership if we run a business or we're self-employed, or I think anyone in the world should learn leadership anyway, because the first person you have to learn how to lead is yourself and your own mind. If you can't lead yourself and your own discipline, habits, and control your own mind, you won't be able to lead anybody else anyway. So you are a leader right now, whether you like it or not. You may be a great leader, you may be a poor leader, but you are one. And there is an actually a spectrum, and most entrepreneurs don't know this, there's actually a spectrum of five stages of leadership, different levels, stage one being the first stage and stage five being the level that you want to strive for to be the best leader. And when you can identify which stage you're currently at, and you can move up into stage four, into stage five, you're going to develop your skills and you'll realize that you're going to have the benefits of being a more influential leader, being more respected, being more disciplined, and having a team and clients that are attracted to working with you, to working for you, and are going to help you achieve your goals and your vision. So I'm going to walk through and teach you the five stages in this podcast. We're going to briefly touch on each one so you can identify where you might be right now and what are the bottlenecks stopping you from getting to the next stage. So we start with stage one. This stage is called wishful thinking. And the description of a stage one fitness entrepreneur is when you are the technician. You're the purest technician. And approximately 35% of fitness business owners and personal trainers are at this stage. Now, this stage is characterized by It's when you feel like you already know enough. You're a great technician and you operate completely from your subjective view of reality, meaning you're acting or reacting based on past beliefs or events that that happened. So you're operating on limiting beliefs or a narrow view of the world. And the wishful thinking leader is often anxious and uncertain because they're operating in denial and cognitive dissonance. So what do I mean by that? The cognitive dissonance means you don't see objective reality because you're you're seeing life through a subjective lens. Here's an example. I meet personal trainers sometimes. They, they approach me, they message me and say, I'm struggling to get any clients. What do I need to do? And I'll say, you should try running Facebook ads. And they say, well, I've tried Facebook ads and they don't work. Now, clearly, that's a subjective view of Facebook ads because obviously Facebook ads do objectively work because, you know, hundreds of thousands of businesses around the world use Facebook ads to make money. So, of course, Facebook ads work. But because that trainer had one or two bad negative experiences, they now are victimizing themselves and delegating responsibility and accountability. Uh, as an excuse for their failure. The same thing would happen if they try and hire staff and they say, well, you can't find good staff these days. Well, you can find good staff clearly because millions of businesses around the world hire staff every day and have no problem with it. So 
these are obvious truths when we look at them, but you've got to watch if you're at stage one, you're the kind of person who is looking at these past events and it's it's narrowing and limiting your view of objective reality right now. So because of that, you're in denial, you're being a victim, you're being defensive. And this is also, the, the, the stage one trainer is also the trainer who usually is a pure technician. They're great at what they do and they believe that being a certified trainer entitles them to make all the money they want and they believe that should give them a successful business. And then they get confused and angry when the market ignores them because they don't want to learn the skills of marketing, sales, systems, finance, team building. They believe that because their certifications are so good that somehow that sales and marketing is beneath them. And that's why the stage one leader rarely manages to make anything more than a minimum wage. They become a fully booked trainer, maybe, but they'll never make more than a minimum wage in their business. So to ascend to stage two, this type of trainer needs to understand that the technical expertise of fitness and however many certifications they have or how many years experience they have does not translate into a good income or does not build a good business on its own. And they have to accept the fact that if they want a successful business, they have to develop the other skills and qualities that have to be learned as well. So that's about 35% of the fitness business owners. And these generally tend to be the newer trainers when you're when you're first qualified. I went through this phase. I, I, I cringe and rem remember my phase when I was the wishful thinker, thinking that now I've got certified, people are going to line up at my door and pay me, right? So eventually, though, when that didn't work for me and I realized I wasn't getting any clients, no one was listening to my content, and I realized... Maybe I do need to learn something about marketing and selling. And that's when you enter stage two. Stage two is the stage called knowledge or defined as the hustler. You go from being the technician to being the hustler. Now, around 50% of fitness business owners are at this stage. This is the biggest stage where most likely you might be at or you've been at very recently. At this stage, it's when you are the efficient tactician, you're willing to hustle and grind, and you start learning about marketing, funnels, ads, and all these, all this, this new stuff about growing a business. And at this point, you become prone to information overload because you start believing that the advertising and the Facebook ads and the funnels are now the only path to success. And I remember coming into this phase when I first searched online and came across many of the mentors that I, that I eventually learned from, and I started learning about online marketing, persuasion, copywriting, funnels, KPIs, all these kind of things. And I fell into this trap of the information overload because what I effectively did is I, I left one, quote, religion, the religion of being the technical trainer, thinking that's enough to grow a business. And then I found all the advertising and sales stuff and I kind of swapped that religion for the new religion of marketing, thinking that that was all it took to grow a business. And you get caught up in information overload and you think you have to learn every single thing in the world about marketing. And then the more you learn, the more you fail to take action on things. So most fit pros are at this stage when they start a mentoring program with me. And my mentoring then takes them from stage two up to stage four or five in, in relatively a few months. 
because that's how fast the growth can happen when you've got a mentor with an outside perspective to teach you not only the strategies and tactics, but to show you the mindset development you need as well. So this is better than stage one, but if you're at this stage, it means you're still operating based on the seen effects instead of the unseen causes. Now, this is something I learned from Jay Abraham, who's one of the best marketing strategists in the world. And what this means is seen effects means you're reacting to the problems or the symptoms that you see rather than dealing with the unseen causes. So for example, if you've got a low cash flow month right now, if you're worried about your finances right now, if there's not much money coming in, there's not many prospects coming in, then most trainers are reacting to that but that's the seen effect is actually a symptom. What you need to find is what's the unseen cause of that? Because if you have a low cash flow month not this month, that wasn't caused this month. If you, if you didn't make much money in February, that's because you failed to do something else through, Dece- through, through November, December, and January. Generally, our problems that show up today were caused by a lack of doing something or, or doing something wrong for 90 days previously. And that's where you've got to find the unseen causes. The unseen causes of low cash flow this month are probably you didn't put enough organic content out there, you weren't prospecting with or starting conversations with prospects, you weren't running Facebook ads, you probably weren't doing enough of those things, and therefore now you've hit the seen effects of a cash flow problem. So the stage two leader You're at stage two because you're still operating based on the symptoms and you're reacting, but you're never solving the problem. This is the, this is ultimately the trainer who bounces back and forth between being a marketer and a coach. So they run ads, they fill up their program as many as they can deal with, then they turn the ads off and they go back to being a coach. Then eventually some of the clients drop off because they can't manage so many clients without the systems or, or help of a team. Then the clients drop down, then they run back and start more Facebook ads. Then they fill up the clients again, then they turn the ads off. And and this cycle, this hamster wheel goes on forever. So the stage two leader, because of this, stays stuck below a low six-figure level. They, They can max out their studio or max out what they can do on their own, but they either stay stuck at that level forever and just never grow, or they go bust because they have one or two bad months or a, a pandemic level event hits and the whole thing collapses underneath basically. And they fail to realize that at this point they have to start t- turning their hustle or their, their freelance hobby into a business. So to ascend to stage three, you need to escape the limiting beliefs and actions you have because you're acting as a solopreneur, you're acting like a freelancer. And you need to start acting and thinking like a business owner or an entrepreneur. And until you do, neither you nor any team members you hire will be able to grow your company. So you'll keep experiencing roller coaster months of highs and lows, frustration and uncertainty. And you'll never, you'll be frustrated because you're not tapping into the potential that you know you could have. And you won't be able to keep your ads going because you, you aren't able to fulfill and manage all the clients coming in. And you can't fulfill all the clients you have because you're unable to grow a team because you haven't got systems in place or solid finances. So this is like the the hell for most trainers who get to this. If you do get to stage three, let's talk about stage three. This is the stage called wisdom. So stage two was knowledge. Stage three is wisdom. And this is characterized where you're essentially the strong manager, but the reluctant entrepreneur. 
Now, less than 5% of PTs and gym owners ever arrive at level three, making this a significant achievement for you if you're at this level right now. If you feel like you're a strong manager but still a reluctant entrepreneur, you're in the top 5% of fitness business owners. Now, at this stage, it means you are the leader who understands the broader aspects of business. You understand the different departments of the company. You've settled into your role as a business owner and you've transitioned physically and mentally from solopreneur to entrepreneur. You're also the fitness business owner right now who realizes that profit is more important than revenue and profit, a company that's profitable is better than one that, that is, is, uh, has lots of money. And you have the wisdom and the experience, often from making mistakes and failing and learning, to make better decisions. So at this point, you're probably also immersed into more self-development, mindset, leadership training. Uh, you know, you'll be listening to podcasts like this. You'll be understanding about leadership mindset. And the challenge then for a stage three fitness business owner is that they are not yet able to create and hold a powerful vision. What this means is you have a fully functioning business. It might be a great local startup business. Maybe you're making 100, 200K a year. But at this point, you're kind of like in the middle here. This is like purgatory. At this point, you can either choose to stay where you are and have a nice, lifestyle business that pays you a nice little wage each month and provides a couple of jobs for the community, or you can decide to, to scale from a lifestyle business into what's known as a performance business, which is going to be, you want to scale and you want you now want to go from one location or two, maybe to 10, 20, 50, or 100. And the resistance here for a lot of stage three leaders is they're, they're just comfortable. They're, they're, they're comfortable. That is the resistance. That's the problem. A lot of fitness business owners are too good to be great, meaning they're too comfortable where they are to want to rock the boat and risk anything because they know that if they decide to scale the company and open more locations or franchise or do whatever they want to do, they know that's going to come with a whole new host of responsibilities a whole new host of skills, and they have to level up even more. And for some fitness business owners, they're just not ready for that or not ready for it yet. So this is where, again, you're a strong business manager, but you're still a reluctant entrepreneur. Because an entrepreneur, by definition, wants to scale and impact the more and more of the world. An entrepreneur cannot stay happy with just one, one business or, or one location, let's say. So to ascend into stage four, you as a fitness entrepreneur now need to regain your self-belief and your trust that you are capable of bigger things. You can scale this and you can handle the growing momentum and the responsibilities that will come if you keep doing the actions that you're doing. And you just have to learn how bigger concepts work, such as long-term financial planning, develop more patience, uh, and how these things play a role in your entrepreneurial success. And it's really at this point in stage three where it finally dawns on you that the reality of creating a multi-million pound business and leading a, a larger team is a possibility for you in the next three to five years. So it's like accepting that basically. 
When you accept that and you decide, yes, okay, we've got something here that can potentially change my industry, can change the world, we need to scale this to impact more people, then you start to enter stage four. Stage four is called trust. So you go from wishful thinking in stage one to um, knowledge in stage two to wisdom in stage three to trust in stage four. At stage four of leadership, you continue your personal development, your mindset, maybe even spirituality has become more of an ingrained passion in your life. And this will start showing in your work because you embrace the journey more, you practice more patience, you have less self-doubt, you have less attachment to things, and you have more long-term thinking now. You're, you're more concerned about making a bigger impact in the world than you are just about nice things you can get for yourself. So I see a lot of stage three entrepreneurs and myself at stage three. That's when you kind of, you, get, you make a nice bit of money, you splash out on the ego-based things, you buy the nice cars, the nice watches. Nothing wrong with that, that's great, right? Not, not, I'm not saying don't be materialistic, but you're just like living out those fantasies. But eventually that gets a bit dull and then you realize you're not really inspired just by money anymore. That's when you step into stage four of trusting the vision and you become a real entrepreneur because you want to scale the business. Um, yes, for money, money is great, but more for a bigger impact to create a legacy and ultimately to fulfill your own potential because you believe you can do it and you just want to go for the ride. And you don't really spend the money on, on, on the crazy things as much anymore. You want to give your money back. You want to retire your parents. You want to you know help your family and your community. And you, you go from getting to wanting to give. And this self-trust in yourself and this trust, this, this connection to a bigger vision reduces your levels of stress and anxiety overall. And once you get this trust in yourself, something major happens. Because once you finally trust in yourself and you align yourself to the bigger vision and the bigger impact we're trying to make the mission, you're able to now pass on that trust to your team. They look at you differently as well. And because of this, you'll see a rapid upswing in the development and performance of your teams and other partnerships. Your clients and gym culture is gonna be stronger than ever, and you'll also be more open to outside investors or shareholders helping your company get to the next level. The dream starts becoming very real, and a feeling of fulfillment actually washes over you before the outcome is actually achieved, and this is a very nice place to be. So the final stage then is stage five. If stage four is the level of trust, stage five is the level of conviction. What do I mean by that? Stage five is the stage of pure conviction. And this arises when step four is solidified and your business becomes in the middle of a momentum rush. Because success in business is kind of like a hockey stick, the hockey stick curve, where it's like going down the end of a hockey stick it seems like nothing's happening that much. And then suddenly the big upswing, kind of like a Nike tick, you whoosh up and that's when success just starts after, after years of putting foundations in place, suddenly it, it swings upwards. And this is basically, you have the tenacity and the emotional resilience to accept all that comes with this. You know you're aiming for big things and you accept the possible ri risks and the consequences of this. Um, you know, me and my partner, James, we, we kind of joke about this sometimes talking about scaling up the Transform Hub. We went from 
two locations in 2020 to 20 locations in 2022. Now we're aiming for 40, um, you know, to double up in 2023. And we often joke kind of playfully to ourselves and say, look, you know, at the end of the day, let's just let's just go for it because this is either going to become one of the biggest fitness companies in the UK or it's going to go down in a giant ball of flames. Right? <laughs> but we're just going to enjoy the ride, do our best uh, and see what happens. Right. And so you just kind of get into that place of, of loving the journey. Kind of how you feel if you're if you're a car enthusiast driving a rally car around. Right. You're so caught up in the journey of it that it's fulfilled fulfillment either way. And you accept and become ultimately detached in a healthy way from the success of the business. And you find a new sense of conviction and you you kind of become unstoppable because of this. You're so resilient and unstoppable. No one can dissuade you because you just love every day anyway. Your self-trust, your passion, your leadership mindset and your big vision thinking keeps inspiring people to jump onto your side, whether in success or in the failures, or in the challenges, people will jump to help you because your passion will will lead them to. And even if you do fail in business at this point, your conviction would allow you to brush it off, not take it personally, and try again. So conviction, stage five leadership, the level of conviction is the result of you knowing on an internal level that you can handle failure because you know that failure is only a short-term hiccup. It's That's how you define it. And the ability to handle failure mindset-wise emotionally with emotional resilience is actually the key that allows you to fully handle success because life won't give you big success if you can't first handle failure. You can't get everything unless you know you can manage with nothing. That's actually the healthiest way to do that. So this is the stage five conviction that you want to aim for. And that's the four stages. We went from stage one, the wishful thinker, where, as a quick recap, 35% of business owners are at that place. You're, you're the brand new PT who thinks you haven't even got to learn about marketing or sales or business building. And you'll be, an, you'll be a good freelance trainer, maybe. And that's as far as you'll ever get. Those who get to stage two, the stage two of knowledge, this is where about half fitness business owners are at this point. You're jumping back and forth between, you're, you're doing some marketing and sales, learning that stuff, but you're still heavily involved in the coaching and you haven't given up being a, being a technician yet. Stage three then is when you start becoming the manager of your business, but you're still a reluctant entrepreneur. You start getting to grips with the business, it starts going well, and this is okay. This is a natural stage of progression. You're just happy with, with, with where things are. Maybe you start making some good money, you buy that nice little Porsche for yourself or the sports car or whatever you wanted, you buy some nice watches and go for it, right? Not by all means, but you're still driven by that ego and just security more than impact and and taking bigger risks. Stage four is when you start, you move into the level of trust and you start doing a lot more personal development work, even more spiritual work, meditation, discipline. You go to the next level in mindset and you start then inspiring your team more and more and you get an upswing in culture and you start to grow. And then stage five is when the business now starts to actually scale because of what you've done in the previous stage. The business starts taking a momentum of its own and investors start being interested, 
more clients start rushing in, more opportunities start rushing in. You know you've got something here that people want to be a part of and it's very hard to stop that momentum. And that's what myself and my business partner James went through the last two years, going from 10 to 20 locations, effectively doubling, um, all happening so fast. And it is all happening so fast. We're in this momentum rush where you just you have to level up your mindset to conviction because there's no other way to stay sane. That's the best way I can describe it. We've had to level up our discipline, our organization, our emotional resilience in all areas because we just simply had to, right? Because it, the business becomes like, like a, um, it, it comes like a, like a wild rushing horse and you're holding the reins. And if you're not strong enough to hold the reins of that momentum, you'll be thrown off. So you have to develop your strength to hold the reins very quickly. And when you do that, it's the biggest blessing because now again, you have what it takes to take that business all the way. And you also know that if it did fail, you wouldn't hold it personally against yourself. You wouldn't define yourself a failure and you could even try again at something else. And that is ultimately the best place to be because that's a place of excitement and, and, and momentum in your life. But also at the same time, it's a place of peace and fulfillment for where you are and the journey that you're on. And this is where I would love to help as many fitness professionals move to as quick as possible so they can, you know, have the same success and the same fulfillment. Let me know what you think about this, guys. This is not talked about very much, but these are the, sti- the, 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 these are the five stages of leadership mindset from wishful thinking to absolute conviction. Let me know what you think about this and if you have any questions or comments, and I'll speak to you guys soon.